In the grand theater of life, we all seek a comeback, a resurgence, a rekindling of our inner fire. But how do we spark that flame? Welcome to Reignite Resilience. This is not just another podcast. This is a journey, a venture into the heart of human spirit, the power of resilience, and the art of reigniting our passions. Welcome back to part two of our discussion on overwhelm. We are so excited to have you back. In this episode, we are going to dive into some of the causes of overwhelm, and then we're going to leave you with some tools and resources that you can start implementing into your daily practice to help you navigate through a season of overwhelm that you may find yourself within. Enjoy. So let's talk a little bit about some things that can cause us to be overwhelmed, and it's not always negative stuff. Sometimes it's a lot of positive stuff. And it's so interesting when we think about this, I think about the pandemic, like going into the pandemic, my son was in competitive soccer. So it was work all day, up at four in the morning, morning routine, workout, work all day, come home, carpool, get dinner, work a little at night. So, I mean, it was this constant state of going, pandemic happens, everything shuts down, that all ended. Like I didn't have to go anywhere. I didn't have to carpool. I had my weekends off and I almost like didn't, it was almost like an addict coming off of something. I was like, I didn't even know how to respond to that. I'm like, Mm -hmm. what am I supposed to do with my, like, what am I supposed to do now? So there's tons of things that can cause us to feel overwhelmed. It could be a changing, like my last child is graduating next year from high school. That's going to be overwhelming to me to go from being a mom with taking care of kids for 32 years to now being an empty nester. Exactly. That's probably going to be very overwhelmed. What are some other things you can think of that can cause overwhelm other than refrigerators going out, dog getting (laughs) sick, no air air conditioning, I have a flat tire, all of those things. All of the things that we experience. Knock on wood, we're not putting that on anyone out there. No. Um, I think like starting a new career or taking yes. that quote unquote quote leap of faith that we often talk about when you're starting something new, a new adventure, I think that also creates a sense of overwhelm. There are things that we do on a regular basis that can also cause overwhelm. Like we yeah. opt into them. And so you mentioned it a little bit when you're traveling with your kids. I, guilty pleasure confession, absolutely love people watching at the airport. Oh, it's um, my favorite. I'm at the airport quite a bit and I always (laughs) try to find an opportunity to sit back and just witness the people as they're traveling. And there is, I don't think there's a greater situation that causes more stress for individuals that are traveling with others than the airport. So seeing that type of travel. And so think about that though. It's something that a lot of people really look forward to, right? If you plan a family vacation or four family Mm -hmm. vacations a year, whatever that looks like, How are you showing up at the airport or how's everyone loading up the car? Are there clear expectations that are set? And is there that one family member that always snaps? Like regardless of if it's a road trip, a cruise or a plane, you know that person's going to lose. We all know that person. We do. (laughs) Exactly. So I think sometimes we invite opportunities to feel overwhelmed. And if we don't have processes in place. I think that's when we start to get onto that negative cart to go on that downward spiral. But like you said, it's not just negative things that put us in this place of overwhelm. Positive things can as well. I am truly looking forward to moving. The process to get there is putting me in the the state of overwhelm. Absolutely. Well, it makes me think of when you and I decided to start this podcast. Yes. Holy cow, that was overwhelming. It's like, oh my gosh, where do we even start? 
So yeah, so it can be positive things, but it, it can be tough things, you know, ending a relationships, moving companies, new jobs, just so many different things, traveling, which is a positive thing typically. So, mm-hmm. so any type of health change I know yeah. as well is like a big one, right? Because that a lot of times will, if it's, um, you know, an actual physical diagnosis that we receive or anything of that nature, if we have some type of change in our health, that's not what we're accustomed to or used to, we can start to get into that negative spiral. We take ourselves to the interweb and start searching about (laughs) all of the possibilities and it's yeah. never positive. It's always no. like the worst case scenarios. That it's always you've got like four different types of diseases that exactly yeah, that you and didn't. It's very yeah. rare. One in seven yeah. million people have it, but and you have all of them. You have all five <laughs> of them. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, no. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk a little bit. Let's. I'd like to give people some tools that they can Agreed. take away from this that can help them with dealing with overwhelm. So let's start with what some of our own personal tactics are first, and then we'll give some other tools that maybe work for them because everything's not going to work for everybody. But I know that you probably come up with ones over the years. I know I have. So let's start with that, Nellie. What are some tools that you have or tricks that you have to help you when you're feeling very overwhelmed? Yeah, well, I will tell you, since I'm experiencing it right now, and I actually had to go through this process this morning, one of the things for that's really useful for me is to really like prioritize what needs to get done. Because whatever it is that we're going through is usually in addition to our normal life, quote unquote, normal life, right? When we start to experience overwhelm, it's, I have a full week of meetings and my deep freezer just went out and I've got to take the dog to the vet. Oh, and now I have no AC and it's almost a hundred degrees here. And you already have life that's on your plate. And these additional things are what put you into that place of overwhelm. So you have to prioritize. What do I need to get done first and in what order? And for me, I like to just take on the biggest or largest hurdle or obstacle first. So whatever it is in terms of the biggest thing that I'm trying to avoid or the thing that I've been procrastinating on the longest, (laughs) put that at the top of the list. Yeah, I'm also a rewards person. Like I want to make sure that if I knock these next five things off the list, what do I get to do in exchange for that? Right. So I kind of trick my brain into thinking you're going to spend the next five hours working on packing boxes for these three rooms. But when you're done, then you can For me, I'm going to go to the grocery store. That's the reward for me, right? So I'll get to get grocery shopping done. Um, I know apparently my mind is telling me you don't get to eat until you pack the boxes. There, perfect. I like that. That's my reward. So I I like to make sure that I prioritize the things that I need, I absolutely need to get done that are going to bring me the biggest relief, sense of relief. And then I give myself a reward at the end of that. So that's, that's probably the biggest piece that, that Mm. I am able to incorporate in terms of a tool that helps me when I'm experiencing overwhelm. Yeah. And I love that. And, and I'm kind of similar in the fact that I, when I'm feeling there's something that comes into my world that makes me feel overwhelmed, I ask the question, what do I have control over? What don't I have control over? And I try to let go of the stuff that I can't control. I cannot control that my refrigerator went out. No. What can I control? I can control getting the food out of there that needs to be out of there and thrown away. I can control making a phone call to my parents to see if I can put some food in their freezer. I can mm-hmm. control jumping online and scheduling a, a mechanic to come. So I take that overwhelming thing 
remove the things I don't have control over and come up with a small task list of things that I can accomplish. And I make them small so that I feel like I've got a win. So you give yourself a reward. I just want to win of being able to check it off. Like, all right, cool. The refrigerator is now cleaned off. All right, cool. I now have a mechanic scheduled to come on Monday to deal with it. So then I can get through that. And then once I did that, then I didn't think about the refrigerator anymore because now it's empty. It's unplugged. Guy's coming on Monday. Either he's going to say he can fix it or not. And if he says he can't, I buy a new refrigerator. So just so y'all know, couldn't fix it. And now I have a new refrigerator. (laughs) Congratulations to you. (laughs) But it's, you know, it's thinking about when we get those big things that feel very overwhelming, what do I have control over? And then what are the small little things that I can do to take this really overwhelming thing and make it more digestible. It's the eating the elephant one bite at a time kind of a thing, even though we're trying not to eat elephants anymore. But you know what I mean? So I take it, this episode, we've eaten dog food and elephants. It's fine. We'll just go <laughs> with it. It's going to be okay. <laughs> yeah, who knows what else we're going to do? Who knows what else we're going to do? All right. So what are some other things? So for you, prioritize and yes. um, give yourself a reward for getting those things done. So I love Absolutely. that. Yes. So what other things? So one of the things that's kind of counterintuitive is that I unplug and actually do a little bit of meditation. And that's been really helpful to me. It seems counterintuitive because when you have a laundry list of things that you need to get done, the last thing that you want to put on that list is to not do anything for 20 to 30 minutes, right? And that's the time frame that works for me. You can do it for five or 10. For me, it's like 20 to 30 minutes is ideal. And basically, I take that opportunity to really reflect on the things that are working in my life right? The things that I'm grateful for. Envisioning like what are the wins as a result of going through whatever this is that I'm going through that's causing me the sense of Mm -hmm. overwhelm. And then when coming out of that, then journaling about it, right? Mm -hmm. I've had so many big ah ahas where I have this sense of overwhelm with different things that are going on in life. And then I start journaling and I realize, oh, that's not happening to me. That's my (laughs) own stuff that I'm working through. I need to work through this myself. And But Mm -hmm. being able to recognize that and not be victim to what's happening to me really puts me in a place of control. And I feel like if I'm able to control the emotional mm-hmm. piece of myself, the things that we mentioned before, overreacting, completely yeah. unplugging from things. I'm able to take the reins back and and yeah. truly honor and respect who I am and how I'm able okay. to show up to address that laundry list and the rewards that I've, I've set out for myself. I love it. Yeah. And I think yeah. meditation is a, I would say that meditation probably comes up in almost every way of overcoming adversity. Yes. There's medication, medication. I did not mean to say that. Medication is a different form. (laughs) That's a different different topic. Meditation (laughs) is just that, that, that taking that moment to just be still, I think is so crucial. And, and I would say if you don't have 20 minutes to do it, when you are driving somewhere and you get to your location, just sit in your car for five minutes yes. and just meditate. I do that a lot where I, you can actually go on your phone and say, play meditation music and just be still for five minutes. So it doesn't have to be 20 minutes. doesn't have to be an hour. I have a hard time meditating because I have a hard time quieting my brain. Yes. So short bursts like that is something I can do. Something that I use when I'm feeling overwhelmed is just to go do something physical, mm-hmm. whether it's, go on a walk, go on a run, 
do a workout, anything where I can just get my blood kind of pumping really helps me get clear and kind of give me that burst of energy that I need to tackle whatever it is that's making me feel overwhelmed. So I think Robin Sharma calls it go to the woods, which I absolutely love that. It's just get outside, whatever it is, and just go for a walk. Don't have your phone with you. Don't be listening to anything. Just go for a walk in nature. I know that's something that Oprah Winfrey has always done. She talks mm-hmm. about, she just goes to the woods, goes on a walk in the woods and or in nature, and that helps her get through it. So that's that's another thing that I've I've used that really helps me a lot. And yeah. that's pushing through that feeling of, I don't want to do anything. Mm-hmm. And that feeling of withdrawal. It's like, nope, do it because you know it's going to help you get through this feeling of overwhelmed right now. Exactly. Well, and, and Pam, I know we jokingly like your Freudian slip in terms of the medication or even like yeah. the um, the walk in the woods and making sure, mm-hmm. you know, when you're going to the woods that you're not replacing that time that you're using or that you're allotting to really work through the overwhelm that you're feeling. Don't replace it with other things on your task list. So for example, yes. when you're going on your walk and you're unplugging, like you mentioned, it is key that if you have your device with you, that it's playing something relaxing. Not that you take it as I'm going to walk for an hour and listen to that webinar that I need to complete for my job. Um, yes. Because now you just turn that into another anxious situation and it really yep. starts to turn into negative. And the yeah. medication piece, I think it's important for us to think, and when I say medication, I think about the self-medicating. Yes, so yes. If you think, gosh, I'm feeling overwhelmed, I'm going to just pour myself a stiff drink and yes. just sit for a minute. You're not really responding to the sense of overwhelm. You're just yeah. avoiding that by hoping that this beverage or yeah. if it's food is going to take yes. away from that. So you want to make sure that whatever it is, mm-hmm whatever tool you're utilizing to help navigate through this overwhelming season or chapter of life is one that's actually positive and serving you and not adding to that plate or sense of overwhelm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I absolutely love that. And that's such an important thing to remember. Don't fill it with other stuff because then that's that avoidance thing. Well, if I do this, I can avoid all that other stuff and pretend like it's not happening. So yeah, so really important. So those are kind of the tricks I use. So the exercise, mindfulness is another one. And we're going to share with you a mindfulness exercise here in a minute. Are there any other things that you use or any tricks that you can think of? Yeah. So when you talk about the physical activity piece, I don't have the physical activity element of it, but I always take a moment to go outside. And when I go outside, it's actually, if there are a couple of things that I really strive to do, if I go outside, I want to be in the sun. Like I want to just take a moment. It's a quiet moment. Again, it's just, if it's five minutes, great. If it's 20 minutes, amazing. But just a moment for me just to be in nature and have Mm -hmm. appreciation for everything around me. You have a more structured process that you're going to share with everyone. But when I'm out in in that space, so and I'm looking at my backyard now, I'm able to sit like I can be out in nature. I usually Mm -hmm. have hummingbirds that will come in, birds that will fly over, butterflies that are going to fly over, enjoying all of that. I also have airplanes that fly over, but taking and having appreciation for everything that is in that space. And it's not just me in my head. And then if I have a chance to actually go out and plant my feet in the grass and actually ground. And again, that's short. It's two to five minutes, but for me, it slows everything down in terms of the racing 
amazing thoughts that I have and really connects me back to nature, connects me to the earth so that I can be in that space and recalibrate and then come back and face whatever it is that I'm facing. I love that. There's a tool that I used to use and I I need to revisit it. It's called Wim Hof and Wim Hof is a gentleman. It's called Wim Hof breathing technique. It's an app that you can actually download W-I-M-H-O-F-F. And he walks you through these deep breathing exercises. And he also has something on there called a cold shower challenge, where at the end of your hot shower, you incrementally increase a cold shower as a way to just kind of like jumpstart everything in your body. Mm -hmm. And those are things I know when I was doing that in the past, those are really helpful tools for when you're feeling overwhelmed or anxious or stressed about what life is throwing at you. So that might be something if people are interested in learning more, um, just research Wim Hof. I believe, is it Goop Labs? It's uh, Gwyneth Paltrow has a Netflix series. And I want to say it was like the very first episode she did had him on there as a guest and walked through, they did a retreat cold plunges, breathing exercises. So that's a great, that's also a really great tool that I forgot I used to use in the past. I'm like, all right, Pam, you need to like, I still have the app on my phone. So I I think I'm going to revisit that for sure. So that idea of the mindfulness that we talked about, that mindfulness exercise. So what mindfulness is, it's being completely present in the moment that you're in. And this is such an important one, especially in the world of distractions that we live in. If you think about yourself when you're sitting with somebody that you care about, think about all the things that are rushing through your heads, you know, the distraction of your phone, what the person next to you is doing, those ding notifications that are coming in on your computer. It's constantly coming into us. So it's really hard to be present. And so there's this activity and it's called 54321 exercise and it's a mindfulness exercise. And so the idea is find a quiet space, whether it's sitting, standing, whatever, out, maybe it's out in nature, maybe it's out on your back patio and you look for five things that you can see. So you're sitting there in quiet, look around you. What are the five things I can see? I can see the hummingbird. I can see the flowers in the garden. I can see the green grass. So look for five things, then look for four things that you can touch. So it might be, I touch my my shirt or I might touch my hair. I might touch the seat that I'm sitting in. I might feel my feet in the grass. So look for five things that you can feel or touch, then three things that you can hear. So maybe you're hearing a bird chirp and maybe the wind and maybe the airplane flying over or maybe a car's horn honking. So the three things that you can hear, two things that you can smell. So maybe you're just smelling the outdoors, the fresh cut grass, the flowers, and then finally one thing that you can taste. And so going through that quick activity can just get you completely present in that moment where you're at. So that might be a tool that people think about using if you're in this space where you're like, oh my gosh, I'm feeling really overwhelmed right now. I need to just center myself and go through this five, four, three, two, one activity. And just think it's your five senses. So you don't, if you don't remember it, just remember it's your five senses. I love it. I think that's such a powerful piece. And we see it pop up in so many areas in terms of like different industries. When you shared this with me, Pam, one of the big things that really popped up for me was recalling that in a lot of the hospitals around the country, they have a lavender disc, their scented disc Mm -hmm. that smell like lavender. 
And it may smell like ginger. But when I think about that, (laughs) they kept those in like on the labor and Mm -hmm. delivery floor within the hospitals. And they would give like when mothers would feel nauseous or they were having an increased level of pain, they would utilize those discs and just really let the moms take a whiff of the discs. And what's Mm -hmm. happening is that you're basically telling your mind to think about something else, right? The physiological changes are not are not stopping, right? You're still having the pain, you're still having the nausea, whatever that may be. But now your brain is focused on this fabulous smell of lavender that's coming through the aromatic piece of it. So when you think about, you know, look for the things that you can smell or look for the things that you can taste. I remember that piece of it. And and I know that a lot of hospitals have done that just in terms of having like progressive medicine and things of that nature. Another thing that it reminds me of is like just a good old fashioned grandma. And you remember like when kids would get antsy for whatever reason, grandparents back in the day would always have a hard candy in their bag. Uh And I think about that because it answers to some of those things right now. The kid is focusing on something they can taste and typically hard candy has a strong smell. So now they're focused on something that they can smell and it becomes something that that child in that moment can think about that is not whatever's causing the overwhelm, right? And so we do it naturally in a lot of areas. This is like the 54321 method is more of an intentional way for us to look at dealing with it's it's one of the tools, not dealing with yeah. actually processing through processing that overwhelming through moment that we're having or situation that we're having in life. Yeah, you know, it just made me think when you were talking about the sense that they use inside of the hospitals, yeah. it made me think of when you walk into a spa and oh. the smell that you smell when you walk into a spa, yes. I don't know about you, but it like instantly like relaxes. Yeah. Like, you know, I was like, wow, <laughs> why can't my house feel like this? So yeah, so the strength and or the power in our senses and yes. um, this activity is something doesn't cost you any money. And it's something that you can do anywhere. You can do it in an airport. You can really yeah. do it anywhere. So I Absolutely. love that. Some of the, let's talk about some of the other things self-care, which we have talked about on every one of our podcasts so far, the importance of taking care of ourself. Journaling, you talked a little bit about the journaling Mm -hmm. piece of it. When you are journaling and just writing down your thoughts, sometimes that can help take it from up here in your mind and put it down on paper. Some of the other ones might be seeking professional help. If you are feeling, you're in that place where you're feeling so overwhelmed, where it doesn't feel like anything is working, then seek professional help, whether that's a counselor or a mentor, somebody that can help you work through that. And then a community, seeking support through a community. And that's obviously what we're trying to build here is this community where, you know what, when I'm feeling overwhelmed, I'm going to go listen to Pam and Natalie talk about how how their lives are and yes. make, it, make it feel better. <laughs> um, so seek that community, whether it's friends or family or kids or whoever it is that will give you that support when you are feeling that sense of overwhelm. Anything else that you can think of or anything else that you have used or, or seen that has worked for people over the years? Well, you know, one big piece that I really want to make sure that we stress as as an important piece is if you have experienced an extended amount of stress or you've actually been, in in fact, diagnosed with chronic overwhelm, that it truly is important to seek medical help, right? I mean, having that sense of community is an added bonus. But we want to make sure that you are seeking out the help of a professional in those instances. But if you have those moments where 
things of three are happening in your life, right? It's a refrigerator, dog, and air conditioning. When you have those moments in life, reflect on these tools and resources because they truly are useful. I myself have experienced in the times that I've experienced overwhelm, have seen the success in using a lot of these tools and it becomes natural. And like I mentioned, I know exactly what's happening when I start to feel that sense of overwhelm. One, my body alerts me. And some people may look at that for my own personal back spasm. Some people may look at that as a negative, It's just an in-your-face. It's like really looking in the mirror. My body is like, well, you're avoiding it, so let me tell you what you're feeling right now. And so I'm like, that's right. Okay, let me put my list together. Let me meditate. Let me journal, right? And I look at it as a gift. The pain itself is not enjoyable, but the gift is that my body will never let me down, and I I remember that. And my body is telling me, you have a lot on your plate. Either make a choice of something that needs to come off or prioritize what needs to happen. And using those resources that we mentioned to kind of help in navigating us through. I love it. Yeah. And for me, it's, I get an eye twitch and I literally can feel this eye twitch and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm getting stressed. I'm feeling overwhelmed. I got to, I got to pull it together. So hopefully, hopefully we gave you some tools that you can put in your toolbox. It doesn't mean you have to use all of them, but pick one and maybe just try it and see how that works, whether it's journaling, meditation, self-care, a community, professional health, whatever it is, pick one of them and put it inside that tool belt that you have. And then if you get to a place where you are feeling a little bit like your life is a country Western song, pull out one of those tools and just say, okay, I'm just going to sit in my car quietly for five minutes, listening to relaxing music and just try to ground and center myself. Or maybe I'm going to do this mindfulness exercise or go for a walk, whatever that tool is. So hopefully, hopefully we gave you some tools and you understand that you you're not alone. We are not experts on dealing with overwhelm. We still feel overwhelmed on a regular basis. We just have some tools that we've used. Hopefully you now have some tools. And if you found this beneficial, or if you know of somebody that is feeling overwhelmed on a consistent basis, share this with them so that we can build this community. The more people we reach, the more it helps us. So share it on your social media. And if you have a story that you would like to share with us, please go to our Facebook page, private message, Natalie or myself with your story. And if you feel comfortable with us sharing it, that we'd be happy to share it on one of our future podcasts. Anything else, Natalie, before we sign off for today? No, I think this was a great episode. And since I was experiencing overwhelm today, actually just talking (laughs) through this helped me tremendously. I love Um, it. So thank you all for allowing us to share. And one thing for me, listen, I share all of my stories. Don't hesitate to laugh at me, laugh with me. This journey is a very fun and enjoyable one that this journey that we call life. And, you know, it's our goal to continue to find ways that we can have a more blissful, enjoyable life. And so sharing those tips with you all and sharing our own personal experiences with you all as well. Kudos to Pam that has now a new deep freezer. Lucky you. But <laughs> new fridge, air conditioning is working. We're on the way. We're on the road. <laughs> Everyone's in a good space. But yes. really, yeah. we hope that you found this to be useful. Again, share it with your friends, family, colleagues, peers, your kids, and uh, Uh, If you do have that personal story, as Pam mentioned, we would love to hear those or topics that you would like us to discuss in the future. We'd love to hear about that as well. Until next time. All right. Bye, guys. Bye, everyone.
Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Reignite Resilience. We hope that you had amazing ahas and takeaways. Remember to subscribe on your favorite streaming platform, like it and download the upcoming episodes. And if you know anyone in your life that is looking to continue to ignite their resilience, share it with them. We look forward to seeing you on our future episodes. And until then, continue to reignite that fire within your hearts.